Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about player intentionality in Destiny. Had some good conversations with people at Guardian Con and wanted to make sure I included that in a discussion. It seems like a hot topic right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch these live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Uh, and you can also hit like and subscribe on YouTube. That helps me out. Like people are always asking me why I talk about player intentionality. What does it mean? Why is it so important? I wanted to make a video about why this is important. Uh, we're going to start by talking about why choice matters. We're also going to talk about why RNG matters. I do think you still need RNG in a game like Destiny, even if you're having good player agency, player intentionality, good focus grinds. And then lastly, I want to talk about shadow keep and beyond. And just how Bungie needs to think about empowering the player to get things. So first and foremost, like, what do I mean when I say player intentionality? So a lot of the times in Bungie's videos, if you hear them talk about focused grinds or purposeful grinds, that's essentially what I'm talking about. The best examples of player intentionality in Destiny 2 right now would be the Ada Bounties or the Menagerie, the Chalice. So if you go up to Ada and you know you want the Kindled Orchid... You can grab the bounty and do that bounty as many times as you want, and then once you complete it, you can keep going. It's very intentional. It's not like running a strike and you might get the gun to drop. It's a guaranteed drop. You know what you're getting. That intentionality bolsters your pursuit. So that's kind of the definition. Player intentionality is that. Giving the player the power to chase a specific item. Okay? That's pretty basic or thing, item or thing, whether you're leveling up or whatever, okay? So let's let's just start by saying, why is this important? Why is this important to Destiny? You know, games come a long way. We've got a lot of good things in it. And this video is going to go live on the day that they're patching the chest in the Menagerie. The Menagerie is going to be and feel less rewarding. It's going to take some of that agency and some of that intentionality away. Why is it important? First, it's empowering, okay? It's empowering. It empowers the player to chase and earn what they want. And in games like this, giving the player power is, I think, very important in a loot pursuit game. It gives you the ability to set your sights on something and not feel like all hope is lost or you're restricted. Now, that empowering feeling goes even further, all right? It goes even further. It goes beyond just being like, oh, I'm empowered. It also is addicting. It adds to the addicting nature of the game because you know exactly where to go and exactly what to do in order to get certain things. It's like, you want a kindled orchid? Do you want to get the Ostringer? Do you want to get, you know, a pair of gauntlets from the Menagerie with a certain role on them? That is addicting because you feel the entire time like you're going to get it. You're, you have this confidence going for it, trying to get it. The other thing is it's very appealing. It's very appealing to newcomers to know I can get on a certain pathway and chase this gear that my friend is talking about or somebody talked about in the video or you just hear whispers from other community members about certain guns being really, really strong or really, really fun to use and then you know, oh, that's appealing. I can chase these weapons because especially when you come in late with new light in September, if you come in late... And you don't feel like you can really, really feel strong or empowered to chase something. It just can be very, very deflating. The other thing you have to consider, and this is kind of why crafting and like building your weapons should not be in the game. I think that the chalice is about as close as to crafting as we can go for. Like You go beyond that and it's going to be too, too intentional. You can have too much intentionality. And the reason why is, okay, <clears throat> this is why RNG is important. This is the second part of the video. I've had people comment on my videos and they talk about how 
they're sick of RNG, they're sick of not getting the roles that they want. And I empathize and I resonate with that, especially if you're going after like a Nightfall specific weapon or, you know, after they patch the chest in the Menagerie, I honestly have said I don't see myself going for God Roll Gauntlets because it's just going to take too long. It's too easy for RNG to elongate that. Just this morning, I probably got another 20 Gauntlets for my Warlock and I didn't get the roll that I wanted. I can't imagine running it 20 times and not getting the roll that I want. I mean, 20 times is a lot just for one pair of a five armor set, okay? But even given that, even granting that RNG can be frustrating, I believe RNG is important and here's why. The chance to get something good is more exciting than just transaction of time. If you compare going for the Escalation Protocol shotgun with going for a God Roll Ostringer, it's a very, very different grind for a handful of reasons. First and foremost, your mind and I think your emotions are more engaged when there's a chance every time it drops to be awesome. Right. There's a chance there's a chance for it to be really, really good. If it's just a matter of running 40 strikes to get a certain item, your mind's not engaged because the entire time you're running that content, you're just counting down how many more Gambit games, how many more strike matches. Now, I'm not criticizing Pinnacle Weapon quests, but it, it serves as a good contrast against RNG being one of the driving forces to your grind. If there would have been a way to grind for Escalation Protocol Shotgun with random rolls and then one could be the god roll with trench barrel and if it dropped every time that would be really exciting every time the boss drops it you get it you come over it you're excited you 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 check it out and then 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 you feel that sense of i've almost got it i've got a good roll i've got a decent roll i've got a god roll whatever and then it's less binary like you don't just get the gun and stop like well i'm done i got the gun because that's how it was with the outbreak I'm sorry, not the outbreak, but the Icolos weapons. It was like, once you get them, you're done. It's binary. It's either zero or a one. You either get it or you don't, and then you're completely done with it. Transaction of time is just so mechanical, and I think this is why they need to look at more things being like Ada-style bounties and the Chalice and the Menagerie. Because crafting and trading is poison on this appeal in a game like this. When you look at Destiny, your most memorable moments are the moments when something finally dropped that you were chasing. You finally got the thing that you wanted. The stories we tell about Fatebringer, when I was farming for the Imago loop, when you finally got your Vex Mythoclast, when you finally got a god roll from a menagerie. All the stories people have been telling about, you know, grinding it and getting tons of weapons. The reason that people are responding so poorly and so negatively to them patching the chest is because they feel that sense of reward. Now, I'm going to do another video that isn't about intentionality, but about loot generosity loot generosity is an important subject it really really matters in games like this as you can see how diablo rebounded as you can see how anthem really really struggled and is still struggling to carve out its identity with generosity how much people praise the generosity in division 2 division 2's end game is shaky but they got loot generosity right it was really really rewarding when you put in time you could really come over the loot when you were done lastly let's talk about shadow keep and beyond Because one of the things that's going on right now in the game is that the new content is kind of indicting the old content. So if you think about Ada's bounty showed up and they really, really made Drifter seem bad, even more bad than it was, okay? Drifter and Reckoning could have been good if at the very least it followed the formula of Black Armory, but it didn't. And it kind of hurt that. And then lands the Chalice and the Menagerie. And what that's kind of doing is, if you look at all content in Destiny, Strikes, Nightfalls, Milestones, Crucible, Gambit, Reckoning, 
Escalation Protocol, Blindwell, all of it, okay? Every piece of content, when compared to Menagerie, even after they patch it, okay? Even after they patch it, the rest of Destiny is just too stingy. The lack of intentionality in loot pursuit chases for Dreaming City weapons in the Blind Well. The lack of intentionality in the Reckoning make these pieces of content very unappealing. Remember the first things I said. It says it's empowering, it's addicting, and it's appealing. Okay? That's what player intentionality does. That's what player agency does. It's empowering, it's addicting, and it's appealing. There's nothing empowering, appealing, or addicting about those pieces of content especially when you compare them to just how good Menagerie has felt. So when we look to Shadowkeep, we need more than just new activities like Menagerie. That's the honest-to-goodness truth. If they add new content in September that's like Menagerie, great. High fives all around, that's exciting. But they need the whole game to be combed over. You gotta comb over the whole game and do this. You have to change the way milestones work. You have to change what happens when you get max level. Change strikes, nightfall specific loot. Go back and repurpose Blind Well, Escalation Protocol, The Infinite Forest, The Forge from Curse of Osiris. If those pieces of content are repurposed and they're injected with good intentionality, then you're on a pathway to number one, people are still gonna complain if they recycle content, but if the content is severely upgraded in a good way, and you get this intentionality while being married very well with RNG. You don't want to turn it again into just a transaction of time. I think the re- there could be a really, really good feel to the entire game. One of the things that's really fun right now, and I told a lot of people this at Guardian Con, I was like, every Tuesday, I'm like, dude, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. There's like a, a laundry list of things that I, I got to line up and do and chase. And unfortunately, the Menagerie nerf is hurting that a little bit because I still haven't chased a god roll fusion rifle and there's a couple versions of the shotgun I'd like to chase so Ada bounties and the chalice are the first step they're the first step on the road to Bungie having being a game with a good blend of player intentionality and RNG to embrace that MMO genre that they're already fitting into and just taking the ball further down the field if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all of my content appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to you or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about player intentionality, giving players more power over what they're chasing. Ada Bounties and the Menagerie would be good examples of this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I might be live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, click the follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out. Let's jump into the questions here. Oslik Prime says, "Could trying reckoning rewards to the moat? Uh, could tying the reckoning rewards to the moat you deposit make it worth the grind? For example, depositing a collector moat would give you the spare rations or doomsday. Yes, like this is what they need to do to the to the encounter. They need to update it. I mean, I mean, maybe I should do a video about why reckoning reckoning needs updated for more reasons than just like oh, it's bad content. But it's like you guys put great weapons in there." And there's literally no way to grind for them. So it's great that they're listening to us, but I would love to see them do a quality of life update before September. You know, do it in August or something. And, and update the reckoning. So, Because I'd go in there, I would chase, I'm not kidding you, I would chase the Doomsday, I would chase the Spare Rations, I would chase all that stuff, you know? And it's, it's a shame to have content that was 
good. It could be better. I think the design of Reckoning could be better, but it was it was good. But it doesn't. It, it it falls right off the table from being good to being bad content because it's punishing and it's not rewarding. Punishing content that is rewarding, I think, levels out. It's like it levels out. It's like, dude, this content's punishing, but it's rewarding, and it levels out. This is the problem with heroic menagerie. Punishing, not rewarding. Whoop, falls right off the table. It, it, it That doesn't work. It doesn't work in this game. It doesn't. If you're going to have something to be punishing, rewards have got to be there. And player intentionality is a part of that equation. Jason Plaz says... With no confirmation last week from Bungie about the patch for tomorrow, do you think there is still a chance for a comprised solution on the menagerie? Oh, a, like a compromise on the on the menagerie. I don't know. I think for now they're going to just shut it. They're going to be like, can't do it, doesn't work. I would like to see them come back in a week at the I would, at least a week, maybe this week in the TWAB and say, "Look, we're we're hearing you guys on the menagerie." And we're working on a compromise and then try to get that out as fast as possible. Cause here's here's my here's my like feedback to Bungie. I don't think this conversation is over, so let's not treat it as if it's over. If if for now you need to close the door on the menagerie, that's fine. The, whoever's behind that decision, we may not agree, but at least have this be a continued conversation. Thank you, King Boomstick, for ten months and eleven months from Tate. Because this is this is not just about menagerie. This is about destiny as a as a whole. They couldn't get the rotation of the Ada bounties right, and they let you pick from them every week. I don't think that was the right call, but at the very least, they leaned toward the community and what the community wanted. This feels like they're leaning away, and the, again, the danger is you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get people that disengage and get frustrated, right? Now, someone in chat is is playing the other side of the argument. It's a super quick event. I don't get the complaints. You still get to choose even if it's one drop. Okay, first and foremost, if it was just weapons, I'm, I'd be a little bit more prone to agree with you. It's still the most rewarding activity in, in Destiny. But if you match make, it's not a super quick event. It can take a while. Even today, I went in with three people that knew what they were doing, and we and we match made with three other people. We had one really fast run, and then we had one that wasn't so fast. Okay, so matchmaking makes it inconsistent. And on top of that, if as soon as you start grinding for armor, one drop per, you immediately see the futility of it, and you just give up. Now that's a bigger issue in Destiny. Intentionality towards armor isn't there, so you tend to just take what you get if it has the right role. This is why ornamental transmog is important in September. But beyond that, players should feel empowered to chase the armor that you want. I got 20 gauntlets today, not a single roll that I want. I ain't doing that one per run. Three or four per run, five per run. I don't, yeah, because we ran it three times. And I think I got four or five per run. So we ran it three times. I got like 15. I'm telling you, I'm not doing that. I ain't doing that once they patch it. And that's not me being a grumpy Gus and like pouting like, I'm not going to play because you patch it. That's me literally saying, no, that's not worth my time. It isn't worth my time. Look, we said this. This is like one of my, 
motto catchphrases that I said during Anthem when we were criticizing the loot drops and the lack of generosity. And I said, if you don't respect the player's time, you cannot expect the player's time. And Menagerie Grind for Armor is not respecting the player's time. It's going to take you way, way too long for marginal benefits. You probably already have gauntlets that are doing the job and you just kind of want to get a new cool looking pair with enhanced hand cannon reloader and, I don't know, shotgun scavenger. Well, I mean, is that really... Is that really going to change the game? Do you really need to be that withholding with armor drops that I, I need to get one per run? Again, this is beyond Menagerie. This is all of Destiny. They've got to consider loot generosity and intentionality so that you feel empowered and you start chasing the armor that you want. Right? And Rhino's saying, well, what else can you do to get the armor you want unless you're getting to choose the piece? Right? But if you tell, if, if I tell you that you know restaurant a it takes way too long to bring out the food okay so i'm not going to eat there it takes way too long to get the armor that i want in raids and stuff and you're like oh well this restaurant over here called the menagerie it's it's faster but you bring me out like one french fry at a time yeah on paper it's better i'm getting food quicker over here but it's still one french fry at a time frick that i ain't going and eating there either it's the same it's the same thing just because you move the needle like a teeny little bit and you can factually like mathematically say like oh it's it's more rewarding it's more intentional for armor it's not moving the needle enough it's exposing it's exposing the lack of intentionality and the stinginess of destiny and they've got to turn those dials up they really do romanians are Hey, Lono, what do you think of what was asked from your Twitter question last night? For example, matchmaking for Nightfalls, finding other players to run raids with, and so on. I just think we've seen enough with matchmaking in both Reckoning and in Menagerie to know that I don't think matchmaking would work in a raid. Okay. And I think that matchmaking for Nightfalls is just only a matter of time. It just needs to be implemented. I can't see Bungie coming out and saying to us, no, we still don't want to do Nightfall matchmaking. I I think that they can. I really do. I, it, especially after uh, Menagerie and Reckoning. Nightfalls are, like, way, way easier to coincide as a team. And, and if you're like, well, what about the Nightfall card? Well, if you go into matchmaking, you just sacrifice the ability to use the card, and it would just pull the modifiers from strikes. And then you just have the power level difference. So, and then the res, the res, resing your teammates is different in the nightfall too. But like, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's just no reason to not have it. I don't believe that they're going to keep it from us. I just don't think it's on the docket. It's not a front burner issue for Bungie, but I would imagine it's going to be coming eventually. I don't have any inside information. I'm just speculating. Bumble 17 is part of the problem with the menagerie fix that the loot pool is too big. There are 48 items to grind for, and this is the most intentional way to grind for them. MTash grinded 70 waking vigils. Well, I mean, yeah, that a loot pool size matters because, like, think about what this says about Ada's bounties. Ada's bounties is gun after 20 minutes, gun after 20 minutes, and we accepted that and thought that was good. But if you want the armor from Ada, if you want the forge armor, not the not Scourge of the Past armor, the, 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 the Forge armor. There's just no intentionality for that either. Just add the armor pieces to her bounty system too. And if they did that, people would probably go and grind her. Now, you couldn't get the enhanced perks, so maybe not. That's one of the reasons people like grinding the Menagerie is for the enhanced perks. So, 
that listen when a weakness in the game gets exposed it's not me being a negative nancy and acting as if i'm i can't be satisfied like well bungie just can't win with lono you have to understand something when the quality of a piece of content exposes the weakness of other pieces of content that's a good thing and it should be pointed out because it helps the game move forward it's what helped rise of iron wrath of the machine Iron Banner, you know, reward structure in that final stretch of Destiny 1 was was basically because of feedback from people saying, you know, there's other things in Destiny that are more rewarding. This doesn't feel rewarding enough. She had the Forge Polymer, but you still can't select the armor that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. There's no intentionality. It's just, it's totally RNG based. RNG on armor perks is a plenty. The layers of RNG... Dude, the layers of RNG on armor is crazy. Do you know how many different perks can roll on a pair of gauntlets? How many different perk combinations? It's nuts. It's nuts. So that there's there's enough levels of RNG there to give me a straight line path to armor pieces. There really is. Ashen Hollow. Well, we touched on it before, but why do you feel being stingy with loot is not a philosophy games like Destiny, Diablo, and Anthem can afford to follow anymore? Okay, here's why... Uh, Here's, here's why it doesn't work, okay? It was initially used in Destiny 1 to extend engagement. And you really didn't have anything else to play. Or you didn't. So you, you kind of put up with it, okay? A lot of other games have come out. Diablo, in many respects, they changed the player base mentality about looting. And if, when that happens, you kind of have to be in line with that why do you think Fortnite added reboot cards and a ping system well apex steps on the landscape and says there's a great way to have communication with people who may not have a mic in there's a great way to bring people back in the game who get thirsted in the first 30 seconds by some mindless dum-dum right and they added that to their game too because it's like oh that's a great standard that's a great expectation that the players are now wanting to be met and we can meet it so when Diablo and other games land on the loot pursuit genre and they churn up generosity and you see that the the here's the theory that has been proven false the theory is that generosity leads to disengagement people are going to get what they want and stop playing false demonstrably false you can demonstrate it with games you can literally say no that's not true Look at Diablo. Look at Division. The more rewarding it is, the more people play. That's why people kind of fell off with Endgame and Division because the beginning and the front half of the game was so rewarding. You couldn't stop playing. It was like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. Right? Look at Menagerie's engagement. Look at the response of people hearing that it's going to get turned down. Anger, frustration. I'm not going to play. So generosity actually has the opposite effect that people think it will have. There's this mindset that, like, if we're stingy, people will keep playing. But what ends up happening is exhaustion and burnout hits before the loot drops and people disengage and give up, right? And what Maddie Blobber is saying is other good feedback. Running back and forth in the quarter isn't fun gameplay. They need to integrate it into the activity properly. 100% agree with you. Make it part and parcel to the activity. Hey, you just beat normal? Here's three chests. Get three items. You know what that also does? Lines up perfectly with powerful rewards every week. 
And then if you go run heroic and you do a perfect run on the first encounter and the second encounter, two perfect encounters takes you to the boss. That gets you two extra chests, five total chests. It's integrated into the activity. It's rewarding. It's a good compromise. It's a good middle ground. Instead of us feeling like, oh, the game is just not rewarding enough. I got to find loopholes to make it rewarding enough. People should feel like I can't stop playing X activity because it's so rewarding instead of I've got to find a loophole because X activity is not rewarding enough. The game isn't stingy. More people will keep playing. You have to think about how generosity scales down. All right. And this is a quote from the GDC where Diablo uh, developers talked about how people went from saying, I'm just trying to get a really, I'm just trying to get an Austringer. We'll, we'll use Destiny's example. So people stop saying, I'm just trying to get an Austringer to saying, I'm trying to get a really good Austringer. That shift happened. And that's why generosity scales down. So at the very, very tip top with, with players like MTash going for 70 Austringers, okay? Generosity feeds his habit and his hobby in a really good way. He just keeps playing. And then the further down you go in engagement, generosity scales perfectly the more generous you are at the lower engaged players the more they feel like you know what I only have a couple hours to play today but man this activity whoo so rewarding I'm gonna keep playing I'm gonna come back tomorrow now being stingy okay oh waking vigil I thought it was Austringer sorry being stingy doesn't scale down well it it hurts the hardcore guys because they're like dude I, I can't take this anymore I can't get 1k voices I can't get anarchy when they give up and that scales down in a horrible way the further you go down that from hardcore to casual the further you go down that ladder no dude no people just don't try people just people just stop they just give up so Oslik Prime even with only one chest does the ability to pick up your reward still make menagerie a way better grind than anything else in the game yes it does it's still more intentional and it's faster than virtually everything else because nightfalls even though you got to grind for the runes first nightfalls just you know five or six runs with nothing once you get your runes you're just in the trenches you know wing slacks what do you think the next step is for Bungie after this season's chalice I feel they finally got it right just having a different chalice each season will get old. How would you innovate or change the grind? Well, you could do... I mean, here's an idea. You could do a bounty, okay? Let's say Zavala has a bounty for a hand cannon. And it's like an Ada bounty. You can buy it, but the bounties need to start to function like the chalice. I shouldn't need to go back to the tower, okay? So this bounty is charged up in the strike playlist, and it's for a hand cannon. And there's three ways to complete it. Or, I don't know, maybe there's multiple ways to complete it. And as long as you complete it in the way that it says, that determines the masterwork. Or maybe you can literally check that box in the bounty. Like, just what masterwork do you want? You check the box. I want range. Okay, no problem. And every time you complete that bounty in the strike playlist, it spits out that weapon. You know, every three strikes, boom, here you go. Because we can run strikes pretty fast. You know, seven to ten minutes you know, every 30 minutes you're getting a gun it's not bad you're picking the masterwork it's not bad now people might look at menagerie and be like lono that, that's that's too slow okay maybe maybe it's possible to complete the bounty every strike so at the end of every strike that gun is dropping for you i could get i'd be okay with that i'd be okay with that same thing with armor so you're grabbing the bounty from zavala and then you're staying in the playlist now that 
idea fits with every other piece of the game. That fits with Gambit. That fits with Reckoning. That fits with Crucible. That fits when you're on the Flashpoint. Right? You grab the bounty, you do the stuff the bounty says, spits the weapon out. Why not? Right? And then on top of that, you could still have Nightfall-specific rewards, stuff that drops from specific bosses, add some intentionality to the raids, because the raids have zero. And there you go. Kill Fallen for range, hide for reload. Well, the only problem with that is, Dark Cell, is you'd be forced to get versions you don't want. You'd be backing out of matchmaking. You'd be like, oh, this is a hive. I don't want reload. I'm going to leave. You want people to stay in the playlist. And I believe a bounty system like that would keep people in the playlist. Don't make me go back to the tower. I charge up the bounty. It spits out the gun, you know, once per strike. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Amish Milkman. I like the direction that Bungie has been moving in towards giving players more value for their time invested. In your opinion, where do you think there will be honest balance of ROI versus time? Return of investment versus time. Could the revisiting of the moon be a sign we're getting more reasons to return to planets for revamped gear? I think they hinted at that. In my interview with them, I mean, Deed seemed to indicate that they, they have a vision or something, and it seemed to indicate, I'm speculating here, it seemed to indicate they have a vision for wanting to go back and bring stuff forward. I don't know how fast or when, but, you know, I don't know if those seasonal pictures that they tweeted, I tweeted it, uh, for the upcoming seasons. Yeah, they're all, the moon is in the background of every single one of those. Um, or that might be Earth with the traveler above it. It might be Earth. Yeah, every single one seems to be centered around Earth. Um, so... It, he seemed he seemed to indicate that they that's something that they they want to see happen is just to you know continue to expand but also revisit old places. So I I'm gonna do a video about reusing content because I think the greater sin is to leave content on the shelf and to never never really bring it back, and that I think is a greater greater sin than to reskin or or re or repurpose stuff. Is I, I happen to think there's a lot of value in the game that isn't being capitalized on and leaving 75% of Destiny 2 on the shelf I think is silly Tig Obiddies says why do you think Bungie decided to focus on patching the Menagerie chest farm instead of fixing the raid I've had multiple flawless runs ruined by the bug making me not want to go for the seal I would say that it seems as though they still are having connectivity and lag and netcode problems with the raid. And I don't think that's as easy to fix as a chest exploit. Um, So when you look at the chest exploit, this is something they had to fix before. So they already know what they need to do. And and, um, fixing the raid issue, Leviathan still has glitchy things that happen and it, how long did it take him to figure out the guitar and last wish and and now we got stuff that happens in in crown of sorrow uh, i i'm disappointed but i don't know if a solution is readily at hand and i'm gonna call on them to make fixes you gotta fix this but they're probably like yeah but 10 percent of the community interacts with it and the reward structure sucks the guns aren't good so engagement's down anyway right so I, i'm 
I'm disappointed that they still deal with these issues. And, you know, we had weird things happen in the shade. We had weird things happen at Oryx that if you would have been going for a flawless run would have cost you the run. Um, so Slim Sinatra, should I just run Menagerie over and over? It gives me runes and loot, right? Well, I don't think you get runes while you're in there unless you have on the thing. If your chalice is fully upgraded and you do the, the whatever it's called, you can buy the buff from Werner called uh, Rune Finder is great for strikes. But there's the other one that was supposed to give you Imperials. If your full, if your chalice is fully upgraded, um, then you don't get Imperials, you get Runes. But the Rune Farm, the Rune Farm is best done by popping Rune Finder and do uh, Lake of Shadows over and over and over again. OMG, it's Fork. How are you doing on this wonderful 8th of July, also known as National Video Game Day? This really isn't the type of question we ask to be submitted during Q&A, so this one kind of slipped past the goalies, my mods. Um, I'm not mad at them or you, but Q&A is more meant for like actual discussion topics. I'm doing great, but you can ask those questions in chat. I'm a smoke man. What are the weapon that drops from the nightfall stays at the rate it has, but the modifier you use affects the roll? Okay, okay, maybe. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. But that's that's a thought. I think the nightfall weapon should drop every time. I think I think it should. I would go for the Accurize Rounds Range Masterwork Warden of Warden's Law. I would. I would go for it. Accurize Rounds with Range Masterwork and I'd put Feeding Frenzy Rampage on it. Like I would grind for that if I could get one every single time. I think that's what Nightfall should switch to. Every time it should drop. My question will always be, why not? Why not? Right? Dash Knight a little bit ago with 32 months. Thank you. And Ajani the Cat King with two months of subs. Welcome back. And then we did have uh, DJ Akari. I think I thanked you. Listen, if you're going to tell me that people would stop grinding it, we know that that's not true. That is false. That is false. People would grind the Nightfall for the best perfect roll that they want. And if they don't, do you know what else would happen? Casual players would probably be like, dude, the gun drops every time. Let's grind the Nightfall a couple times, see what rolls we get. Instead of settling, well, I got one finally, frick. It's got hip fire grip on it, and I hate it, but I got one. Um, so I, I, I think that, again, I'm going to keep banging on this drum. Generosity scales down the spectrum of player much better than being stingy. Zombie with a life. Do you think the raid loot should work more like D1 raid loot, meaning this encounter chest will give me boots, pull? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. They need, they need extra chests like in Wrath, a currency that I get no matter no matter how many times I've run it. I can create keys. I can open those chests. They're not powerful rewards, but it lets me grind for the roll that I want on the weapon or the piece of armor that I want. They have to bring that back to raids. If they don't, I'll keep, I'll keep nailing them for it. It's hurting raids. Raid loot philosophy with respect to the quality of the loot, the way the loot drops, the way you can chase the loot. It's all, I mean this, it's all terrible. It's terrible. The loot philosophy from the bottom to the top around raids is awful. It's not good. It's the, it's supposed to be aspirational content, pinnacle content, and the reward structure is awful. There's You can't say anything good about it. What good can you say about raid rewards since Last Wish? The only thing people go to is the exotics. Oh, 1K voices. Oh, anarchy. Okay. 
Let's take that off the shelf because that's a one and done static rolled low drop rate item. Okay. Let's look at the weapons. Nothing special about them. Let's look at the armor. Literally no way to grind for the armor that you want. Let's look at the engagement. No reason to run it after three times. Like, loot philosophy needs to change centered around raids. I want to see them talk about that because I do think it would... I think you would see... I really do think this. Again, generosity scales down better. I think you would see more average to close to casual players attempting to jump into raids if they knew if they knew it was hyper rewarding and it's balanced because uh, Sherpas would be in there more often hardcore players would be in there more often willing to help people why they're getting something for their time they're getting currency they're getting chances at the god roll gauntlets or boots that they want to get you generosity scales significantly better and lands on more players in a more healthy way than being stingy the raids right now, Crown of Sorrow, Scourge, and Last Wish, beautiful, fun, rewards are at a zero. I don't have anything good to say about the rewards. They're just, they're not doing it. They're not landing. And that's a problem for aspirational content. Vlef, do you think we should see guaranteed drops of weapons for things like Nightfall score to push people to continue for high scores rather than just putting on heavyweight solar so they get the power of reward to burn through the 100k? I think you should earn the drop every time. So let's say... I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. Once you get 150, as long as you have that that title on, you get you get the drop every time so you can speed run it. I think getting earning the 150 and then speed running, I think it's totally fine. Maybe you got to earn the 150 every week. So you earn 150 in Warden's Warden of Nothing, don't get it, couple weeks goes by, Nightfall comes back, you got to earn it again and when you earn it, it puts the you could call it the op- I don't I don't want to use the word opulent, but you could call it the, you know, the loot finder the loot finder augment would like activate on the banner of it or something. You'd see like a little ingram glow on the title, and you'd know I'm good. I can I can speed run nightfalls this week in this specific nightfall, and it drops every time. You like earn that as a as a good nightfall like score person or something. 300k, 150k is too easy. We're trying to make the game fun and rewarding, not like, I don't... Maybe 150 is too low. Um, maybe 150 is too low. Just take my idea and run run tests and simulations and set the score at 200 or something. I don't know. But you get the point. You get the point. It would put people in there more often, go for the score, earn that right every week, and then grind it like crazy. Last year romance. Last year romance. Hang on, I want to put that idea down uh, in the in in my talks. Uh, Nightfall rewards. Uh, let's see. We'll say drop each time after weekly high score. There we go. We can do a talk about that. We probably do a whole talk on Nightfall rewards because there's more things they could probably do with it. What's the one thing in Shadowkeep you're most excited for? Eris Morn. Eris Morn. I got to meet the voice actor and compliment her, told her my favorite line, and she said the favorite line, and it was one of the coolest moments. I was totally nerding and geeking out, and <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I got to meet her. You guys know if you've been watching my content for a long time, I have loved what she brings to the game since Taken King. She's been my favorite since then. My favorite line is when she says, a la cool, he is hunting you. 
Um, it's one of the most memorable moments of Taken King because you drop into that fight, you can't see anything, and she like whispers that line in your ear. It was haunting, beautifully executed, and fantastic. And I think she's the best voice actor in Destiny because, as I said before, as I said before, people are like, "What about Nathan Fillion?" Nathan Fillion brought a great character to Destiny. She brought a great character, but she also brings gravity and seriousness and darkness and uh, and something that is intriguing and, and, and cryptic. That's why I think she's better, and I prefer her more. So, she's, aw- she's awesome. And she's so nice. She's such a nice person. She was so good to the community. She sat, she signed autographs. She's awesome. Most people pick fingertips on the, on the surface of my mind. Um, but mine is a la cool. He's hunting you because what it did in that moment. So drifters voice actors up there too. I agree. Drifters amazing. You guys know I like him because I like to impersonate him, but she, she takes the cake. Maddie. Oh, blobber. Do you think having too much player intentionality will make activities empty because people will have what they want faster? Yeah, I've dealt with this. I believe this is a bad theory. I believe other games have proven this theory to be false. I believe the engagement and the the likability and the, the quickness of the matchmaking for the menagerie is proving this theory false. It's just, it's, it's proving it false. Soldier on music. Do you think we will ever get nightfall matchmaking? Only robot I can think of is the modifier card. Already addressed this question. Uh, they just could literally borrow the modifier from strikes, and then obviously then you'd have the light level differential. And if you're going for a high score, um, obviously matchmaking would get your weekly. But then if you want the high score, you'd have to you'd have to group up with people and do the modifier card. You'd have to, you know. Or maybe maybe whenever you go to matchmake for nightfall you could click a button to say how much light differential you're willing to get and it would throw you in with people that are in a similar spot so that you could get the points playing with it playing with matchmaking that might work too that's a system that would need to be built right i'm willing to play with 150 120 whatever light differential my worry there is matchmaking would take a long time so you'd have to create like three hoppers a, a, a 70 light level differential 100 and 150 and you just check one of the boxes I don't know I don't know it might not work you might just have to tell people you can match make in there get your one nightfall run each week and uh, it's just going to borrow the, the, the modifiers from the from the strikes and if you want to go for the high score just send messages to people like hey that went really well do you want to go for the high score because that's the thing that matchmaking does, right? It puts active players at that time in games together. You could literally land in the nightfall and send messages and be like, do you guys want to try and back out and do a and do 100k? And they'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Because you're funneling people together. You're queuing up. And at that moment in time, they want to run a nightfall. So it's perfect. Your, your player sample is perfect for wanting to do that. The Clutch. What are your thoughts on maybe having strike-specific loot come back, making strikes viable again? I think doing the bounty system with Zavala makes sense, and it would keep you in the strike playlist. It should be like the Chalice, where you charge up the bounty, and it discharges the weapon, so you don't have to go back to the tower. Uh, Fuzzy Niblets with 37 months, more than 3 years of subs, thank you, and Pink Floyd with 17 months, welcome back. Bumble17, in your mind, what updates need to be added to year 1 content to make new light players interested long enough that they might play for other seasons further down the road? Reckoning needs the intentionality. Forges are fine. Chalice, we want to get a middle ground on Menagerie, but I think all that content could be winsome enough. Year one, though, if you go back further, which is what you're asking about, 
the roles and all that need to be random and updated in mod slots and stuff, which I don't know if they're going to do that, but I, I, I think that'd be good. That'd be a lot of content to go back and revisit. And here's the thing. Hey, you just went through new light and you, you've been enjoying shadow keep. You know what? Why don't we go back and go for some of those weapons though? They've all been updated. Now you're funneling new players and old players alike into old content and they're driven by the same thing. The loot. It could work. Myers Alpha. Do you think that the gun, double barrel shoddy, that Aldrin has been seen with will be a hand cannon quest? I'm tired of exotic hand cannon quests. I think you meant to say, will it be an exotic quest? You're tired of exotic hand cannon quests. I think you kind of bumbled your question. But I get, I understand your question. People are sick of exotic hand cannons. I, I, I understand. I get it. I said the same thing. I would love to there to be like a ridiculously stupidly strong exotic shotgun that's not Lord of Wolves. An arc one would be cool, you know, because if you can use Telesto and then you can use Lord of Wolves, we don't really have that arc mid, you know, well, you got Cold Heart, but a really good, a really good gut buster, you know, arc exotic shotgun would be fun. Uh, we don't need any more hand cannons. <laughs> we don't need any more hand cannons. I want an exotic scout rifle that can hip fire like an auto rifle and do long range. I think all scout rifles should work that way. But if they don't want to do that, they could do a scout rifle that works that way. Moons, uh, Moon Siren. During the panels at Guardian Con, the Bungie devs mentioned updating strikes to make them more relevant. What do you think they could do in order to bring them back? I've already talked about what they could do with the strike playlist with Zavala and the bounty system. What do you mean? Hey, Lono, how long do you think it would take for Bungie to go back and repurpose all the old grinding methods? I really like the idea that you, you proposed, but I feel like it would take a while. It would. I don't know the exact time, but the stuff needs rebuilt. It's not copy-paste. They can't be like, all right, let's take uh, Blind Well and update it. Or, I'm sorry, let's take Archon's Forge and update it. Let's take this raid and, and update it. It's not copy-paste. It isn't. Gandalf. Do you think that a mix of intentionality of the chalice in some activities like menagerie and a return to strike specific loot and a return to specific items dropping from specific raid encounters like in D1 is a solution? Yeah, we've had this question. You just asked like four questions in one that have already been asked today. Uh, I love knowing going into VOG oracles would give me the fusion or Templar would give me my fate bringer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've already gotten this question. So I agree. Yes, do it to raids, do it to other activities. The intentionality combined with RNG is perfect. I would love to see them do some updates there. Mouthy Ninja. Do you think it is likely that Bungie has started to haul development on D3 and started to funnel the content into D2? From what I gathered in my pre-interview with Deej and from what Luke Smith to Jeff, what Luke Smith said to Jeff Keeley, they're not focusing on D3 right now. And I think what they're doing is tantamount or comparable to what they did in Division with 1.8. Let's get this right before we build the next game. Let's get the exact right MMO action year of content delivery framework right. We get that right, and then we can build D3 on this framework. And the other thing to consider is that D3 needs to be built in a new engine. It does. I don't like p- painting them into a corner like that. I don't. But I really do think it needs a new engine. We need an agile engine that can interact with dedicated servers so we can have bigger areas pvp can improve uh large larger scale battles more open world feeling and 
I think this gives them time to do that. Like, they could have a select core team that's learning and building the game, the future game, like, tools. They could be building all that right now in Unreal. A small select team could have been selected for that, while the rest of the team focuses on D2. And then that team could basically come and say, here's your dev tools for Unreal. Here's how you build worlds, boss fights, encounters, enemies, weapons. Start building D3. They could slowly start... Imagine you have a thousand people in a room that are all working on Destiny 2 and they take a hundred of those people and they say, you are responsible for building the groundwork, foundation, dev tools, and everything for Unreal for Destiny 3. Okay? Take those hundred people. So 900 people are working on Destiny 2. And what you would just slowly do is it would like, you'd start filtering people over. We're going to take people from the raid team. Come over here, learn how to interact with it, learn how to use it. Go back, get your teams ready, start building raids in the new engine. See what I'm saying? I don't know if that's happening behind the scenes, but it certainly could. And we wouldn't know as long as enough people are still working on D2 and keeping our hobby going. Waits for none. What are your thoughts on the LMG exotic they showed up at Guardian Con? Looks cool. Might be a weapon of sorrow. Might be something weird. It's got a bug in it. If you remember what we did with the... Well, what did we do with the Touch of Malice? Could be something with Eris Morn, you know? Dark and mysterious exotic weapon. That's what we got with her. Gritter. What are your thoughts on planetary vendors having pinnacle weapon quests for weapons just as great as the other pinnacle weapons? Maybe some of the planetary vendors can offer pinnacle armor too. Maybe. I don't know. We can have too many. You can have too many pinnacle weapons, I think. You gotta be careful. Pinnacle weapons are kind of taking over. They're kind of taking over. Mountaintop, Recluse, Wendigo. Uh, and even loaded question. I don't have a problem with that, but I think the planetary vendors would be better suited to have seasonal rewards for that planet. Exotic ghost, ship sparrow, uh, ornaments for the armor, armor set bonuses, couple of guns that get repurposed with cool roles you can farm for on that planet. You know, I think you're going maybe a little bit too far. Um, if there's eight locations six planets and then you have dreaming city and tangled shore eight total locations eight total vendors eight total pinnacles you get you can get, you can get a little absurd you can get a little absurd to where and maybe not maybe i'm wrong maybe we need that i don't know but the planetary vendors need something i don't know if it's pinnacles moon siren do you think it would be worth the time invested for Bungie to go back and update their year one raids and other activities similar to what they did in D1? I want them to do it so much. I want to play, if I could play those four raids on PC with the better FPS and FOV, it'd be a dream come true. But we we have to admit something. That's a lot of work for a minority. And I don't know if they want to do that right now. That is a lot of work to bring those raids forward for a minority of the player base. Now, if you can assign a small team to it and it doesn't hurt their overall bandwidth and, you know, he's asking a different question. He says, do you think it'd be worth the time investment for Bungie to go back and update the year one raids and other activities similar to what they did in D1? Oh, you're talking about the year one raids, not D1 raids. Totally misread the question. Let me give you a different answer. We're going to pretend you get... This is two for one. You get a two for one special. I answered a question that nobody asked, but you got an answer to that question. And now you get an answer to the real question. That's just me being generous, okay? I didn't misread it. I'm just being a nice guy. 
Uh, <laughs> so, Leviathan and the raid layers getting updated. I would be okay with it. I would. It's not hard to raise the power level. It's not hard to randomize the rolls. Why not? More loot, more stuff. You know, I I don't have a problem with it. I am not going to die on this hill, though. Because Contest Modifier, if you turn on... If you turn on Contest Modifier... So magnanimous. Great word. If you turn on Contest Modifier, then Leviathan's relevant. And now all you have to do is restructure the perks on the items. I don't know how hard that is. That might be harder than we're making it. I think on a scale of like really hard to not so hard, updating the 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 rolls on guns and armor, yeah. I don't work for Bungie, but that can't be that hard. That can't be that hard. That's data points on the guns that need to be changed. Ah. You're not building a world. You're not building a fight. You're not adding new mechanics. So I would say they could probably do this. I don't know if they're going to. Eggnards with 17 months total with resub. Welcome back. Quick and the deadly. You think you think Menagerie was a little bit too intentional of a grind for the player and it actually ruined some of the replayability of the game in the long run uh, as it was maybe a little bit too much water too fast. It ruins the lawn. No. And I want to tell you why. Imagine if the rest of the game was this generous. Do you want to know what would happen? Your your desires would get split. They'd get split. You'd be like, I want to go for the Ostringer. Oh, I can't get one. Oh, this week they rotated the Nightfall. Frick, I could get a I could get a God Roll Warden's Law. They upped the drop rate. It drops every time. Oh man, the the bounty rotated on Shax. He's got that new fusion rifle that I can grind for in the Crucible. If intentionality and reward generosity is more universalized, like across the game, then I I think that engagement would go up and it wouldn't ruin the game. It wouldn't water things down. You almost want to feel like each week you've really got to prioritize the thing you want most instead of being like, well, the only thing worth doing is XYZ. So, antibiotic. Would it be cool when we finish a menagerie run that Bungie would allow us to choose one from three items? You put runes for sniper, and you get three snipers, but it allows you to take one. I mean, dude, you're doing six of one, half a dozen of the other. You've restructured my idea to have three chests, and and you get to pick the one. I Okay, you know, that, that my idea is easier because they just have to put extra chests in there, right? Your idea requires an entirely new like mechanism of showing you weapons, and you pick the role like with the gunsmith. If that mechanism ain't in the gun in the game now, they gotta build it. I ain't asking them to build a new mechanism. I'm just saying throw two more chests in there, and then on heroic, if I do two perfect runs that take me right to the boss, I get two extras, five total. Squid, do you agree with Datto that no more D1 weapons should come into D2? I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. What's good, Muscle? It's good to meet you at the event. I don't. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really care. I. I, I mean, I, I don't care either way. If they bring them back or don't bring them back, I usually shrug at them anyway. I'm like, eh, eh, eh thorn, eh, don't care. You know, last word. Uh, neat, cool, nice. Put it away. Sleeper was the only one. Outbreak. I mean, come on, Dado. Outbreak coming back. 
you know, that was cool and it's a fun gun. Yeah. You know, does it really matter if they keep doing that? You know, I don't know. He's allowed to have that opinion, uh, by the way. There's a lot of people who share his opinion. They think, no, stop bringing back the old weapons. 25 months from Mook me, thank you. You know, so he's allowed to have that opinion. That's fine. And he probably makes good arguments as to why we shouldn't be bringing things back. But there's plenty of people that get excited when the old stuff comes back. Dan J232. I'm returning to Destiny, but I plan uh, on going PC. My friends are on PS4. I've heard some say that they'll be opening up PS4 and PC to play together. Can't seem to find any info on that. No, nothing officially has been said about cross-play. Cross-save? You can, if you own a PlayStation, you can go play with them if you want. If you feel like dealing with a lower frame rate and a lower FOV. Cross-play? Not a thing. No. Do they want to do it? Yeah, Mark Noseworthy indicated it's something they want to do. But the current focus is to deliver Shadowkeep and cross-save. Mitch. Mitchell. Lono, I've been grinding the raid in search of the drop of the Taraba. Do you think there could be a better way of balancing RNG and intentionality so you aren't stuck? I have continued to say, after 12 completed raids, which is four weeks, you should get a quest from somebody, Werner, I guess, and then you can complete the quest and get the Taraba. If you, if you can get it during those four weeks, but if you get the four weeks... 12 completions give me a dadgum quest I'd have the anarchy by now dadgummit it's just yeah it's too low it's too low Vlef how important do you think it is for future content drops at the increased level to go with the destiny 1 package system where you get to decide weapon or armor upgrade or is the current system where it's mostly still random okay if those upgrades are always upgrades and not sometimes lower than your current level leveling is really really close to working because of giving you choice two weapons from Ada, and then a random piece of armor. Three armor pieces, or three weapons from the Menagerie, powerful every week. Massively helpful. Massively helpful. You're in so much more control of your leveling. So, what they need to do is what I've said multiple times this morning. Replicate and make the rest of the game as good as Menagerie and Ada's bounties. And then Milestones would be fine as like extra complimentary drops but I also think once you hit max level milestones should change and be different and NPCs and vendors should change when you hit max level the game should turn on a hinge max level welcome to the real end game welcome to the new activities welcome to the new seasonal grinds you know and then leveling up is just a matter of like putting the time in, right? You you know, a week or two in, hardcores are leveled up. Three weeks, maybe four weeks in, the casuals are leveled up. And guess what? If it takes you a month, it takes you two to four weeks to get all the way leveled up. And then the game changes. Guess what? You got two months or more left of the season to like get into the real grind. And I think that would be appealing to people, you know? Moon's... Uh, Moon Siren, going for a record number of questions asked today, says, I miss in D1 when they used to highlight a raid each week. Do you think that is something that could come back to engage players with all the raids? Age of Triumph raid rotation could definitely come back. Yes. Yes. I would. That'd be cool. Uh, Tony Darko, why do you think there are still people who push back against your weapon system idea? I had a conversation with a buddy and he was one of those who thinks elemental primaries give too much power. If he thinks elemental primaries give too much power, tell him to run with one and then ask him what what is he doing that's different? 
run an elemental primary and I want you to tell me what are you doing that's so different and so powerful and so and so game breaking that you can't just slide all primaries up to the primary slot like please can we just do that and just put things back to the way they were so you can start to give us really cool strong elemental perks on primaries so I can stop grinding for freaking hand cannons with rampage outlaw you know like I- <laughs> Oh, you can pop shields with your primary. Neat. I can do that with my shotgun, fusion rifle, trace rifle. What are you doing beyond that that's different? Well, I'm doing less critical damage with my hand cannon, so, you know, that's broken. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) You're sacrificing power. You're not gaining. It's not a pure power gain. It's a sacrifice of power. For a marginal amount of power you already have. You can already pop shields. With a shotgun, with a fusion, if you feel like using a sniper. You can already pop shields. All you're doing is sacrificing the crit bonus multiplier on it being a kinetic. Which should just stay in place for all primaries and just slide them them up. Come on! Slide them up! Elemental primaries are going to be too powerful, but then there's the Wendigo saw spike nade launcher. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. We're barely doing anything with our primaries right now as it is. Stevie, besides eight style bounties all around, what other ways do you think you see them intentionalized grind? I've already given a handful of answers to that today. Thank you for flyers, gifting a sub to muscle. Bounty systems at the at the at the the various NPCs slimmer to the chalice that you charge up and get the weapon from. To keep people in Gambit, Crucible, Gambit Prime, Reckoning, Vanguard Strike playlist. Just keep people in those playlists because they're charging up the bounty and it's spitting out the weapon. Slim Sinatra, do you think they will bring bigger strikes or raids for unique weapons so you'd have to grind the events for special roles? I, this is a really specific question. I don't know why, where this idea came from, and I don't know how I'm supposed to guess whether or not they would do bigger strikes or raids for unique weapons. I don't think you need to change the content. I just think you need to change the reward structure. JD Gamer. Do you think Bungie should make a hard mode for the raid and make it as difficult as the Heroic Menagerie when it comes to having modifiers, even possibly having light level being 20 above? Well, that's what the contest modifier is for. Contest modifier could be used in a raid to make it basically a Delta. I think Delta's boring. I think Delta's boring. I think added mechanical pain points that they did in both King's Fall and Wrath is a superior difficulty spectrum. I think adding a Delta even modifiers that are punishing I think is just boring tired and worn out we need to go back to they design hard first they stretch you as far as they possibly can demanding mechanical prowess and finesse from you and they tone it down for normal delta and modifiers that have you dying fast or getting kicked to orbit is just resident sleeper we need more than that. All wheezy. Sorry to be slightly long-winded, but I was going to get the... Not, I'm sorry. I was grinding for the new Mindbenders this weekend for PvP. Needless to say, I got maybe one drop an hour. That was bad. That sounds pretty bad. How much would you feel that in September, the Nightfall, you'd guarantee the Nightfall specific each run? I've already said that I want them to do that. You might have missed it. Uh, Senior Natada. I didn't really... Uh, D1 didn't really have grind intentionality, but we still played a ton. Why do you think that is? Vendor resets? We didn't have anything else to play. We didn't have anything else to play. There was nothing out there to play. And we hadn't been exposed to loot generosity. We hadn't. We had not been exposed to the loot generosity of Diablo or Division, you know? 
That's not true at all. If you get 100k on the nightfall, the gun drops, just not the god roll. Imagine if you are you are 100% improvably false. That's not the way that it works. When you have a higher than 100k score, I think that the the peak is 175, 150. It um it slowly but surely like increases the drop rate and then they even have a mechanic in place that if you don't get it to drop your chances of getting it goes up every time I got 100k I got the guns though either you're not telling the truth or you got incredibly lucky that's not how it works you're either lying or the luckiest person in the world that isn't how it works bro you don't get a guaranteed gun for every 100k. Once you get above 150k, your drop rate increases. They literally have a blog post outlining the RNG manipulation that happens. If it doesn't drop, your chances go up every nightfall after that. If what you were saying is true, they wouldn't need that to be in place. So, again, it's anecdotal. If you got that lucky, it's anecdotal. That's just not how it works. Um, Next question. JD Gamer. Hey, Lono, do you think Bungie needs to repurpose guided games to make it a lot more easy to find in terms of raids and nightfalls? Guided games will never get off the ground. Um, it'll never get off the ground. There's not enough people to... Uh, there's not enough people to fill the funnel on the one side. There's two sides of the funnel. There's the people that need help, and there's the people that can help. The people that can help aren't filling the funnel. Because if you know what you're doing and you can teach people, most of those people use LFG, they have their clan system, they have their buddies they play with each week. So the experienced, knowledgeable raid players are not filling the funnel, and I don't think they ever will. Guided Games just needs to go away. It doesn't work. In-game LFG would be better. Twisky. What do you think about one chest per completed encounter? Bonus chest for flawless completions about them? Every time somebody suggests this, this idea, I don't think you're thinking through what you're suggesting, and that's because you would get six chests plus seventh for the boss by slow walking menagerie, which would be, I'm not being mean to you, but the execution of this would be stupid. I would basically run menagerie slow and poor and get more drops. Kill a boss. Don't fill the bar anymore, guys. We'll get a chest. Next encounter. Kill the boss. Don't fill the bar anymore, guys. Get a chest. You'd maximize your chests by doing that. Also, a lot of people would probably do the first encounter, get the chest, and go to orbit. Do it again. It'd be fat. It'd probably be faster than going to the next encounter and waiting for the timer to count down. Completed equals successful encounters. Okay, well then read what he's saying then. If you get a bonus chest with flawless completions of them, it's the idea that's already been put out there by me and many other people. A flawless one's an extra chest. Two flawless plus the boss is three. I've already said normal should guarantee three because normal's match made. You don't want people getting mad and, and frustrated because it's, if it's match made and you don't get a, if you don't get a completed one, a flawless one, guess what? People leave. Again, I don't think you're thinking through the implications of what you're suggesting. Like, I'm not trying to be mean and dismissive. We've gotten this idea a handful of times, okay? If you need a flawless execution to get the extra chest, match made encounters would have people bouncing all the time. They'd be like, we didn't get a flawless, I'm out. No flawless, I'm out. Normal, guaranteed three, and then take your idea and throw it in heroic because it's you making your team. Flawless, extra chest, flawless, extra chest, time to go to the boss. Three guaranteed, the two extras that we've earned, five total in heroic. This distinguishes heroic from from normal. Bada bing, bada boom, you don't hurt the matchmaking environment of normal. 
again, even though I kind of misread your question, the implications of your suggestion or the other suggestion that I interacted with would be terrible in a match-made environment. Ashen Hollow. Could you see them allowing you to have more intentionality but to extend engagement at a rarity system to the perks? Perks like Rampage and Kill Clip become rare tier. I don't want it. I don't want it, but I could see that being the mentality to keep engagement. I have a better suggestion than what you're saying. Because you're still making me grind for Rampage Outlaw. Put more perks on the gun. Oh, I got Rampage Outlaw, but I got, you know, Rinky Dink Stinky Stink. And I don't like this perk. So, Rampage Outlaw is fine, but the gun's not as good as it could be. If there's six perks on there, that also gives them the ability to be way more generous. Yeah, you can get four or five guns per run, because there's a ton of perk combinations. There's a ridiculous amount of perk combinations, right? I don't want rinky stink, stinky stink. I don't want that. That perk stinks. So perks can be good to be a black eye on the gun. Yeah, Rampage Outlaw. Oh, I got this. Shoot. It's like a black eye on the on the gun. That people are like, why put worthless perks in the game? Why put bad perks in the game? That's exactly why you sully the good roll and it makes you want to chase a better version of the gun. It works. It works. Godly Marini. If they give more than one chest in the menagerie, do you think that they would have to rework the chalice so that you select what you get from each chest? Okay. A homie, you're not you're not thinking here. If I fill the chalice and I open a chest, what happens? I get the chalice back and I got to refill it again. So I'd refill it again, and I'd open the next chest. You tracking with me? You okay? (laughs) Did you have your coffee yet? (laughs) Three chests would work that way. You'd have to fill the chalice every time. I don't know if you guys notice this or not. It literally gives you the chalice back. The chalice is a consumable item. It's a bounty. You basically turn in the chalice when you open up the chest, and you get it back. That's what it's doing. Nothing's changing. You're just not running through a hallway like an idiot. Banter. Do you think that perhaps adding armor rewards and other activities like strikes, having a system where boons to give high chance of enhanced perks would allow players to get more invested in other tactics? Oh, yeah. You're, you're just saying, go into other activities with more intentionality. I'm, yeah, two thumbs way up. Do it. Intentionality and generosity drives engagement. Say it with me, Bungie. Put it on the dry erase board. Intentionality and generosity drives engagement. It's not the enemy of engagement. Stop believing that lie. It isn't true. Player engagement numbers in other games and player responses and GDC reports from Diablo prove the entire opposite to be true. Generosity and intentionality drives engagement. It's not the enemy of it. Oslik Prime. What about adding a special mechanic in Nightfalls to guarantee Nightfall-specific loot? Maybe. Uh, Parker Ashton, thank you so much for two months of subs. Welcome back. Uh, Marine Misk. Lono, do you think adding pinnacle weapons of all classes to Crucible would work? Like, you gotta use so-and-so guns to complete the gun? I mean, this is really specific. This is down into the minutia of, like, quest design. I don't really care that much about that. Um, Const Doc says, Do you think Bungie should take a shortcut and just make the Masterwork slot a removable type slot of the weapon? Oh, like, remove it and, and, and invest in changing it? either do that or give us the ability to choose it before it drops like with the chalice either one I'm fine with it's just the masterwork 
Uh, Captain Dumplin. Making the Nightfall weapon drop every run seems a little trivial, considering that you could just use the easiest modifiers. That said, what's your opinion on putting certain multipliers on rotation for an enhanced, harder version that guarantees the Nightfall? Man, you just gotta understand something, though. I don't think it's trivial to speedrun and get in the trenches for something to drop. Even raids get easy with time, dude. Like, nobody's going into a raid and, like, struggling in week seven. You don't need to come in and, like, well, we have to reassert the, the, the content's difficulty. You don't need to constantly reassert how difficult the content should should be, right? You don't need to. If you... If you get good at the content or you find a fast content loop grind, then... I think that's okay. That's part of looter loot pursuit games. Magically delicious. What are your top five best exotic weapons in the game? Dad gummit. I don't like questions like this. Frick. Uh, my favorite is I think probably Coldheart. I think Coldheart gets glossed over and is totally underrated. It's one of the best exotics in the game. I think Coldheart. After Coldheart, Sleeper, Outbreak. Love them. Love what. Love how they were brought to the game. Love what they brought to let, let, let that time with Wrath. Just awesome, super fun. Uh, then Telesto and probably 1K Voices. Heraculous. Do you think they should refresh the planetary vendor loot pools with random rolls? Yep, already addressed this a little bit ago. Planetary vendors need love. Uh, Revelations. Lono, do you think? What do you think about adding encounters to already existing raids? They already have the zones. Why not add random encounters from the pool? It depends how hard that is, because again, that's a pretty small group of people that are even going to want to rerun those raids. The loot would have to be pretty good, but even still, it's a minority. I don't want them putting a ton of work into, like, repurposing or reimagining old raids. You want to repurpose the gear and add the contest modifier? Cool. Outside of that, I don't know if I want them doing it. Evil the Waffler. I'm on the fence about hearing you talk... uh, I'm on the fence even hearing your, your talk. I'm a hardcore player. The season was very easy for me to get everything, and now I'm done. have nothing to do. Uh, if Bungie is less rewarding, it keeps me in the game. But understand, for casuals, they get burned out. Do you still feel hardcore players should run out of stuff to do, even with other games? All right. You're a hardcore player, so you're in a, you're in a minority, okay? You're also a hardcore player claiming you got everything you want. You don't exist. <laughs> Sorry, you almost don't even exist. There's no, there's almost nobody in the game that's, that that can say what you just said. Almost nobody. You don't have full set. If you have a full set for all three characters from Menagerie with all the perks that you want of armor, then maybe. But you're like, well, I don't want that. Okay, but that's still something you could go for. So, a hardcore player with everything they could possibly want and go for is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the community. And I say this with love your sentimentality doesn't matter. It doesn't, because it's just not shared by, like, almost anybody. So I'm not saying that in a mean way, but if a thousand people walk in a room and one person's like, well, I'm not happy about the color of the lights. Cool, man. No one else cares. So, like, you're that one person out of a thousand. It's like, well, I I got everything I wanted. The game's too rewarding. Slow it down, please. I don't have anything else to do. Dude, you almost, you're such a fraction. And it's okay to be that fraction. I think it is. It's okay to play other games. Borderlands on the horizon. Play through all the Borderlands games. Pick up Diablo. Pick up Elder Scrolls Online. You know? 
you're and and again i just i mean it in a loving way you don't represent the community like in any facet that's just like i represent probably 10 to 20 percent of the community you don't even represent a percentage point you like you don't and i'm not meaning that in a mean way you just don't I, th- with the way that I play five or six hours a day, real intentional grind, I probably represent 10, maybe 20% of the community. I regularly raid. I have people I can play with. I get stuff pretty quickly. I got the Lumina pretty fast. I probably represent 10% of the community. You don't even represent 1%. Because it's just, there's so, there's just, even in here, people chatting are like, bro, I'm hardcore. I don't have anything I want. What the frick are you talking about? Right? So, I love you, and you're part of the community, but I don't want them, I do not want them, if they legislate the game around you, that's super dangerous. Super dangerous. OMG, it's Scoot. Borderlands 3 seems as to shower you with loot, making it feel like there's always something to play for. Should Destiny adopt that model uh, and knock on this route for the lack of guns and armor? If you put a bunch of perks in the game, loot explosions are totally justifiable. They're totally justifiable, you know? Well, I don't even know if you play too much Evil the Waffler. You're also turning your nose up to an awful lot of things in the game. You don't have God Roll helmet, gauntlets, boots, mark, and chest from the Menagerie for all three characters. You don't. No, don't even try and tell me you do, because you don't, right? You're turning your nose up to a lot of the grind and a lot of the drive in Menagerie. That up to this point, even if you really hit it hard, there's no way you got everything you wanted armor-wise. You got the guns and you stopped. That's not necessarily the game's design fault either. That's your own affinity and your own persnickety, like, I don't really care for that. And that's okay, you're allowed to be persnickety, it's your game experience. But you can't act like there's not enough for you to do when you're not doing it. I do when I masterwork them. I, I'm Again, I, I, I have such a hard time believing that. I want to inspect all three of your characters then. I really do. You got a helmet and gauntlets, chest, boots, and mark with all the perks you want on all three characters from Menagerie. I just, man, that's insane. That's so, un- that's, that is mathematically unlikely and improbable. That just seems just like you shot the moon on all three characters. And if you did, I guess good for you. Um, I have everything I want. I ran Menagerie over 200 times. Ah, dude, I've run it close to that at least. I don't know. Uh, Rogue Psycho with three months blue badge thank you seven months from Legend of Smiles welcome back even if even if let's just grant his premise I'm not going to call you a liar let's just say you're telling the truth you got literally every single thing you could possibly want or grind for and it's all masterworked you don't represent like a per- even half of a percentage point of the community that's just nuts the amount of cores that you would need you know I don't know uh, 14 months from Milo, thank you. Cog Ratchet. With the armor 2.0 system coming in the pipeline, is intentionality on specific armor drops really important? It seems like armor itself is purely will be purely cosmetic, while the mods and perks are going to be actual sought-after drops. Well, I don't know how much this I don't know how much the ornamental system is going to extend, though. It seems like it was just gonna be stuff from the Eververse. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But we do need more intentionality for armor grind. Ice the Axeman, do we know how much action the heroic menagerie gets? I dislike it. That it's not match made. It could it would be terrible match made. I think that it was a bad choice for normal that normal is match made. I think Bungie needs to look at matchmaking for more activities. Hard disagree, and I think the content's not fun anyway. So but I dude. It, it was just not I don't think so. 
I looked him up. He has less than 500 hours in D2. Ah. I mean, if you have less than 500 hours in D2, I don't know. I don't know how you're getting... I don't know how you're that lucky with drops. That's... I don't know. Seems unlikely. Seems unlikely, dude. Barbarian Grim. Do you think Bungie should add a system similar to the Chalice of Opulence to other parts of the games? This is kind of a gimme question that we've answered a ton. Yes. Rusty. Kind of off topic, can Armor 2.0 fix the issue with poorly rolled perks on exotics if exotics have the same pick-a-perk system as the other armor? We just need glass needles. Right? He has 2k in D2. Oh. Oh, well, if he has 2,000 hours in D2, then he's probably telling the truth. 2,000 hours? (laughs) Yeah. Eugene looked at D1. Yeah, if he's got 2,000 hours, then again, he's that half percentage point player that, like... I feel for you. You ran out of stuff to do, but they just, if they legislate the game to you, no one would be happy. 99% of the community would be annoyed, myself included. So, that's a lot of hours. 2,000 hours is ridiculous. Yeah, my skepticism isn't permission to insult someone, right? I was just like, well, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's unlikely. And I took him at his word and said that that's that's a super small percentage of the community. So they can't build the game for that person, right? You just can't. Uh, but here's something else to consider before I go to the next question from Slim. Two, 2,000 hours, okay? 2,000 hours is an unbelievably stupid value transmission. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want, like, let's flip the conversation back around. Let me rotate this table on you, bro. Like, that value transmission is dumb the amount of money that you spent and the amount of game time that you've gotten uh is you you should be throwing a parade of like look at how rewarding this game is you should honestly be looking at other games and saying i spend 60 to 100 dollars on your game and all the dlc why don't i get that amount of time out of your game you're pointing your finger at the wrong dadgum game my friend you're pointing your finger at the wrong game you know He's a top 2% player. You're the top 2%, dude. Yeah, come on. It's out of a thousand, out of a hundred people, you're two out of a hundred people, you know? So you do represent a percentage point. Now, the, the question is, do you represent a percentage point of people that play that much and have everything they want? That, that has to be asked as well. Slim says, do you think having the annual pass is causing the players to leave Destiny? It's only $15, but it adds so much. Some people don't want to pay. Uh, it doesn't matter. The next seasons are uh, a la carte. Um, whoops, I slid the questions. Uh, kid next door. Should the Gunsmith Arms Day return? Love it. Bring back Arms Week. We'll bring it to the game. It was leaked and never happened. It's data mined. Debt Viking. By the way, if you guys have been watching and you enjoy this content, remember to push the follow button. That is the heart button. That helps support my stream for free. You don't have to pay any money to do that. And it helps you not miss these streams. I know a lot of you lurk and listen and you don't feel the need to follow, but following helps me out. It pushes that number. It helps you be here every day. I do these conversations in Q&A. I got new segments and new Q&A things coming if you like the radio style. I got more coming for you, more value, more entertainment down the way. Dead Viking. Hey, I'm not sure if this is asked, but I'm curious. What are your thoughts on super specific requirements for some of these weapon quests? The Gambit Invade kill within 10 seconds. It should maybe have been explained a little bit better. Um, They kind of wanted people to do their homework because getting it wasn't as hard as I think people made it out to be. But people were trying to get it and they didn't know it had to be within 10 seconds. So 
Metalface with the brand new Prime sub, thank you. Call Me Fishy with the brand new sub, thank you. JX Gorilla with a five month sub, thank you. All you guys using your Twitch Prime subs here, thank you. If you have a Prime sub and you use it on my channel, I greatly appreciate that. Oh, that Arab guy. Hopefully, year one and two gear will be brought to D3 to make up for some of our grind worth it, uh, especially with Heroes of Solstice. I feel that they made pre-Shadow Keep armor could be given universal ornament treatment like what they are doing with the Bright Engram. I just want to look good. Any thoughts? You're thinking way too lo- far down the line. I don't give a freaking rip if D3 launches two years from now and they make me leave stuff behind. I don't care. Let me keep my titles and my emblems, maybe, but outside of that, no. Um... I would say that's not super important. BBN Swag with five months resubbing with Twitch Prime. Brand new Prime sub from Alpha Centauri. Thank you. Uh, Praytik. Do you think the addition of adding intentionality, they should add transparency to drop rates and how it's affected with different buffs? Maybe. Maybe add transparency on drop rates and give us a way to implement it. Now we're getting a Prime sub little uh, subtrain. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Uh, Tarix with the Prime sub. Thank you. Stanky Bra with the Prime sub. Thank you and welcome. Enjoy all the dope emotes and dope badge. You guys are dope and deserve dope stuff. Appreciate it. We got some great emotes in the chat. Spam them so they can see all the lovely Deadpool. Uh, Tooler. What do you think of the change of Lunas in the Not Forgotten along the lines of hitting two precision shots in a row? They should have left Lunas in the Not Forgotten alone. They should have fixed uh, Bloom and Recoil on the on the consoles first and then maybe adjusted from there i think it was a bad decision dr bad llama what about moving mods to perks then develop a pool of mods with enhanced perks like rampage surround spec um i don't know yeah i'm lono 1925 eugene um i i don't i don't know dude the, the, i your idea is is significant and my mind goes to 18 different things where do i get the mods how do i grind for them how easily accessible is the currency are you basically let me build my own gun is this basically crafting like my mind's going to all those potential problems why not just add potential perks and raise generosity five or six weapons drop oh dude look at all these stringers! oh my gosh and you come over them all and there's tons of perks on them same thing with armor right uh, you, th- you, this concern, this question has got more concerns and more potential problems with being basically crafting right, we don't want crafting in the game you don't, promise me you don't I, I know. You, I, trust me on this, you don't want crafting in Destiny, and you don't want to get too close to crafting, the chalice is close enough, you pick the gun, you pick the master wep- the, the masterwork, and then you wait for the perks, and you get 4 or 5 per run, that system works, we just need more perks and different perks and low eagle I've already said the weapon system is muddled but that all the primaries should be in the, their own slot and the secondaries in the other but this ruins two things double primary um I'm, my brain just shut down on you saying it ruins double primary uh, <laughs> uh d- what uh double secondary niche but helpful in the right context would not be easier to add more kinetic primaries to have more options homie I love I love that you play the game and I love that you love double primary but double primary is gross and it's not worth protecting <laughs> it isn't worth protecting alright look look listen listen I'll grant you double primary but just add elements to all the primaries and let me move them around or something I don't know double double secondary yeah cause people like running recluse mountaintop Right? Is Mountaintop kinetic though, or is it energy? I don't know. Frick. Listen. Listen. I, you'd have to make subbies and sidearm special weapons. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to be rude. I wasn't asking what you thought about how they implemented Lunas and not forgotten. I was proposing a possible different change that makes them go back to where they are. Sniper shotty. Look, I don't want you... Let's be fair here. Let's be fair. I don't want you to have something taken from you. But I had something taken from me. Okay? Elemental primaries. Primary, secondary, and heavy system that I think is better. There's a ton of elemental primaries stuck in the elemental prime in the elemental slot. There's not enough kinetic secondaries. Okay, I don't want things taken from you, but I feel like we had much more taken from us. I don't think double primary and double secondary. Okay, it's it's good enough point that maybe just give us flexibility or something. But man, oh man, I want I want elemental primaries back, dude. Maybe just leave everything as is and add elements to all the existing kinetics and just then you can do what you want and I can do what I want and maybe let me slide my Icolos up into the primary slot so I can run Kindled Orchid and Icolos or I can run Telesto and uh, Nation of Beasts you know see what I'm saying like I I don't know I, I just I do not like having a primary that I can't I can't pair it with other secondaries. I don't like that. It's unnecessarily restrictive because element on the primary isn't game-changing. Like, a national beast with Telesto? Oh my gosh, that's broken. No, it's not. It would be fun. It would be another way for me to run, like, Arc Void and Solar. Do you see? It isn't need. It isn't needed. So I don't want to take your double primary and your double secondary from you. Okay. So you've made a good point, and I will grant and concede that point. I'll back off a little bit and say that I still want to be able to to move things around so I can run the builds I want to run instead of having all these elemental primaries. They feel landlocked. Look at how many elemental primaries there are, and look at the number of kinetic secondaries. It just it's super super lopsided. It's super lopsided. Kids next dorks love it. Do you think making the masterwork level go up on the night the nightfall exclusive loot based on the score at the end would help make consecutive high score runs relevant as opposed to just speedrunning? I don't really feel like you need to run the high score multiple times. I think getting the high score and then speedrunning is a totally fine content loop. Um, you know? I would I would say I would say that you're you're it's not necessarily I don't know. I don't necessarily think that that you need to I don't know. I just I don't I don't know if that's a problem that needs rectified, right? Brock Kelly, I'm I'm reading what you said. It's disconcerting for someone to share their opinion as fact on the weapon system when they don't even know that mountaintop recluse use different ammo. Listen, uh if you th- if I mean if you're attempting to say that like I don't know about the weapon system because I kind of like locked up on how mountaintop recluse works. If, if that's like, if you're going to use that as like proof positive that like, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I don't know enough about the game. That's fine. I guess just look at my YouTube content and channel. And then I, I guess that's the mic drop I'll give you. I, 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 I don't know every jot and tittle and I mess things up sometimes. I guess I'm imperfect. So, sorry for being imperfect. Please write a dissertation on how you are perfect so that we can all be like you. Uh, Constock, going back to the raid matchmaking issue, what do you think about considering a refer-a-friend type mechanic that would reward Sherpas better? 
I mean, my biggest concern about putting rewards in guided games for Sherpas is that people would cheese it and just help their friends. I mean, I, you'd have to have so many protections put in place, so many systems developed. I just don't think guided games is needed. If they're going to start to build systems, build in-game LFG, that would probably be a more a more return of investment. Probably a more return of investment. If they built in-game LFG. Real Slim Shady. Opinion on Skeleton Keys returning. You may have covered this. Not needed. They have the chest, the score system. Just have the score system influence the 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 it drops every time thing, right? I know you know plenty. I'm just saying the basis of these people's argument is mountaintop recluse, and my tone hasn't been rude in any way, despite your mod asking me to just stop talking. Well, it seemed like you were taking a shot. I'm gonna give you. Uh, let, let's give Brock Kelly a pass. It was a misunderstanding. They've been following since May of last year. I'm giving you a pass. I know your name. I know you're here often. It, it seemed like a bit of a shot. It's fine. If you weren't taking a shot, you weren't taking a shot. So, I think you were going back and forth with Eugene in a sassy way. I don't think they were saying you're being sassy with me. The point is, the point is, I I hadn't considered that side, and I conceded it, and I said, I'm going to back off on my demand for primary, secondary, heavy, because I felt like that person made a good point, which, for people that say I never admit that I'm wrong, I guess we can we can show that. I finally did this day, July 8th, 2019, 12.47 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Lono Lono finally was humbled enough to admit he was wrong on something. I'm being sarcastic because I do this a lot. I just hadn't considered that side of it, okay? And I don't want to take that from people. But I also, I also, I also just think it's a significant problem in the game right now that needs some movement of solution. Okay, that's why these discussions and Q&As are so good, because like I think people can be like, but Lono, have you considered this? And I was like, you know what? I haven't considered that. So we could we could definitely we could definitely afford maybe a compromise so that I don't take something from you. But we don't have such a lopsided weapon system that we have right now. The weapon system's lopsided so you can run mountaintop recluse. Like if that if we're going to die on that hill, I, I think that's that's a bad hill to die on. It's it's like well we're not going to admit the weapon system's imbalanced because it is. It's it's a lot. It's very dissonant and lopsided. So yeah, I'm more humble than you could even realize. <laughs> Commander Tyke, would the Solstice armor have 2.0 system? No idea. It could be a way to introduce it though. Uh, Slim Sinatra, would you grind for a super exotic year one guns like Spindle or Gallahorn? Maybe exotic raid strikes? I don't know. Did you see exotics coming back or not? I just always struggle at this. Yes, if they come back, I don't care if they don't. Cat, uh, Cactu Bladet. What the frick is this name? All right, I'm going to get this. Cactu's Blade. Bladet. Okay, that's probably wrong. With Bungie going towards MMO, they need to put numbers uh, on things. Not a, for a short period of time, increases damage. No, you're right. Agree. Cosign. Let's get the petition started. Yes. Don't tell me you're going, you're going to lean into MMO and not give us numbers. <laughs> I agree with you. Because that starts to educate and train people on what's better and what's not. Like, they can look at the numbers, they can look at the stats, they can make true comparisons instead of, like, stat bars. You know? So, Yes. There's literally no way anybody's going to read what you just said and be like, no, I disagree with that. (laughs) Don't give us numbers or information. I mean, Dylan got, you know, snarky on that one tweet like, here's a number for you. We need numbers for Pete's sakes. If you're going to lean into MMO, it's, it's nonsensical to not have numbers and to keep going like generic stat bar or as this, as this question's indicating, like generic. Oh, it's cactus blade. It's Swedish? It looks like Cactus Blade. Um, 
yeah, increase damage for a short period of time and blue blue blue. Like, no, agree with you. Agree with you. Pratik says, what if instead of a fixed primary and special weapon slots, what if we could just equip whatever weapon we wanted and just had two slots so we could equip whatever two weapons we wanted? It would fix double primaries, double specials, also being able to equip double kinetics for some of the good loadouts like Last Word Supremacy or Energy Hand Cannon Future. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Just go right down the middle. It means cactus blade. <laughs> it, it literally means cactus blade. It's, it's cactus blade. It's spelled phonetically cactus blade. And it means cactus blade. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with this. Let's move the weapons around. That's totally fine. Guys, again, if you're here live right now, I'm going to keep on streaming. We're going to keep on talking. We're going to keep on debating. You can keep telling me how wrong I am, but I'm going to chop this for the podcast because I don't like it getting too long. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, appreciate your liking and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.